I am welcome to The Right Stop. I'm the Queen Parker J. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of the show. I am so excited to introduce to you Vanessa Miller. She is the author of Something Good. It's inspirational women's fiction being published by, I got to tell you, Thomas Nelson. And for those of you who understand the mainstream Christian publishing arena, this is a wonderful, wonderful thing to happen because they are going to be showcasing authors of diverse backgrounds and denominations. So it's really exciting to have Vanessa here just with us sharing her book with us today. Vanessa, how are you doing? I am doing great. I mean, I'm excited. So yay. (laughs) When I found out that Thomas Nelson was publishing your book, I just can't tell you how glad I was for you. It's been a long time coming with a lot of the big mainstream publishers giving different minority authors a chance. And this what? This is one of those chances. So we want to really give a shout out to Thomas Nelson for taking that leap of faith. And we're going to be really excited about this book, Something Good, which is inspirational women's fiction. So let's go ahead and talk about this for a moment, because some people may be thinking, oh, it's not that big of a deal, PJ and Vanessa. People always have been talking about black love and things of that nature. But we beg to differ, wouldn't you say? I would. Well, especially in in the way that we're doing it in this book, because it's not just I'm I'm talking about mothers and daughters, you know, how their their love for each other. I'm also talking about, you know, just, um, you know, an older black woman showing love to a younger um, black woman who who needs, you know, who needs to kind of be um, helped along the way. And then I'm also talking about a married couple who who are struggling uh, right now in their marriage because of a tragedy that happened and how they find love again. And so it's 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 love in different ways. And then it's even young love, you know, with with um, Marquita, the the youngest one in here, and how she deals with you know her heartbreaks and her oh okay Willie won't he does he you know. You know, kind of thing. You know how how it is. You know when we're young and and things like that. So yes, I enjoyed every part of writing something good. And so I'm I'm just praying that the readers um, love the story as much as I do. What's exciting too is that you do tackle all these things about love in something good because love isn't just the romantic kind. It's maternal. It's friendship. It's platonic. There's all sorts of ways that we love. And the reason why is because God is love. That's why we can have so many different ways to love each other. Now, romantic love does take a pedestal because we love the promises of it. But we often know that sometimes those promises do have to go through the fire to come out pure gold. You know, when we first, especially with romantic love, you first get married and you love each other. You just can't stop staring into each other's eyes. And then one day those rose-colored glasses break, (laughs) something will make them break, and then you're just back to like, okay, you're a flawed person. But they were perfect like five minutes ago. So I understand. I like that. But I also like how you talk about the the freshness of it, the young girl, Marquita, the freshness of it, the uncertainty. Will he want me? Does this make me look like this? I hope he likes this. You know, all those little things about love, about romantic love. And then you have the love for one another. You show an older woman pouring it to a younger woman, and we do need that type of affection. We do need the older to help with the younger. There is something to be said, and I'm sure you can agree, for maturity that youthfulness will never have. 
Oh, definitely. Because, you know, when you're young, you don't know what you don't know. And we think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to conquer the world. But we don't know that the people who have conquered, it took a long time. I, I, I was telling um, a friend of mine the, the other day, you know, all of these times they say overnight success. That overnight success took 20 years. And so when you're young, you don't realize that. You're, you're looking at these people and you're, you're idolizing them or, or thinking, oh, this is great. I can do it too. But you don't know their struggle. And so, so yes, I do think it is something to be said for the older teaching the younger and, and even helping them to understand a bit about patience. But one thing I love about writing this book is because I was able to get back into women's fiction. And when you're dealing with women's fiction, it's not just, I, I don't have to just show the cat and mouse game between man and woman and their, um, their love affair. I get to show the wholeness of the woman and, you know, not just her love, the person, the, the man that she, she loves, but also her relationship maybe with her mother, her relationships on her job, her career. I get to show how she interacts with other people just, just as she's going through her life and how that builds for her. So I, I love writing women's fiction. I'm having such a good time with this. And so, so I, I love delving into the different complexities of woman. That really is the best way to say it because women are complex, like you just said. And that complexity mm-hmm. is shown in the vehicle of women's fiction because it's, just, it's not just about, like you said, the romantic element. It's all the element, elements involved. Just like men, mm-hmm. they have their own journeys as well. The coming yeah. of age stories really uh, showcase those types of stories and you focus on the development of the character of a male. I think women's fiction is the same way. And often with women's fiction, it's about empowerment, empowering yourself. And this is very important because empowerment, sometimes women feel powerless, sometimes because their responsibilities to home, family, job, other things all converge together. And sometimes you may feel as if I'm falling under the weight of these responsibilities. And so women's fiction really gives you that vehicle to understand the journey of a woman to empowerment, whether it's from losing someone that was important to them, a tragedy, whether it's from lost love, whether it's from mistakes. It's that empowerment through that you can really delve into that character art. And that's what makes women's fiction really unique for romantic fiction, because it's about the whole development of the person as opposed to the relationship. And that brings me to my next question about your writing journey. How did you know that this is what you wanted to do? I have known that I was meant to be a writer since I was nine years old. And it was my father. He and I sat on my grandmother's porch one summer and he told me a story about this. Um, it was about a rat, but I didn't know it was about a rat until the end of the story because all through the story, he was as he was telling it, whatever this thing was, it sounded beautiful to me. And it sounded like something like, oh, my goodness, what is this? I, 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 I want to be a part of this. And when I found out it was about a rat, I said, I want to do that. I want to turn the hideous into something beautiful and lovely to behold. And I believe that my name is no mistake. They named me Vanessa, and it means butterfly. 
And, you know, what is a butterfly before it's a caterpillar? Nobody wants the caterpillar until it goes into a cocoon stage and becomes this beautiful butterfly. So all my life, I have been telling stories. Uh, the redemption stories that I tell are designed to take that caterpillar and turn it into a butterfly. Or as my father did, um, take a rat and make it something beautiful. <laughs> that's really good storytelling if you can do that. <laughs> take a rat yes. and make it beautiful. And that's an exceptional skill. I love that. I like the story, too, because it shows a generational appreciation for literacy and for reading. I don't understand how people do not like to read. I am a book consumer. I am reading books all the time, even with my busy schedule. It's like I need to have that break in the midst of insanity. So I don't know how people don't like to read. But, yeah, if you pick up a book today, dear listener, go ahead, pick up that book. You will enjoy yourself. Now, there's something that you also do, too, and that's how we actually connected last year was that you were so kind to invite me to an event. And this event is sponsored by this organization that you help run or host. And I would love to know more about that. And that is uh, the Christian Book Lovers Retreat. And we started, um, I started the Christian Book Lovers Retreat in 2016. And it was after I broke my ankle. And I love um, meeting with book clubs. So I would travel here, there, and just meet with book clubs. But I couldn't get on the road at that time. And so my daughter suggested, she said, well, why don't you just bring them here? And it had never occurred to me. And I was like, I can do that? <laughs> and so I had moved to Charlotte at that time. And so I thought, okay, this is, this is really God-directed because I felt like Charlotte was probably a place that people would want to come to and be able to enjoy an event. So we started it. And um, book clubs came, authors came, and we've been rolling with it ever since. This year will be our seventh year. And we do, our motto is Faith, Fun, Fellowship, and a whole lot of books. And because um, the reason for the fun is because we know that women deal with so much all year long. And so when you get to the retreat, we just want to love on you. We want to we want to entertain you so that you just forget about all the other things you have going on. So we've done paint parties. We've done, we do theme parties every year. This year it will be an African theme. And so uh, we, we've done different craft parties. We do pajama parties every year hosted by the fabulous Michelle Stimson. And she is a cut up. <laughs> so, so people really, um, so that, that pajama party is all about laughter, being good like a medicine. And so we just have different things in there that, that people are just laughing the whole while through. And so we also do faith events that are um, geared to inspire you to, to come up higher in God. Whatever that higher is, whatever God is calling you to, we want to inspire people to move up higher in God. And so that's, uh, and we also have Man Cave Straight Talk. So so men um, ha have also started coming with their wives because my husband does the man cave and straight talk um, portion of the Christian Book Lovers Retreat. So that's about us. I like that it's family oriented too. So yes. most of the market is consumed by female readers, most of the market, but that doesn't mean that men don't read either. But sometimes you may want to read it a bit differently than with your girls. So I appreciate that you have that split with that. 
So it brings me back to this whole thing about your book. And your book, again, is being published by Thomas Nelson. It drops on March 8th. So what we want you to do is this. Make sure you go ahead, go online, wherever books are sold, and pre-order your copy of Something Good by Vanessa Miller. It is inspirational women's fiction, and you are definitely going to enjoy this story. The early reviews of this story absolutely rave about it. She does something unique with something good. So tell us a little bit about something good. What's the premise? Something good is truly about hope, even in the midst of sorrow. It is a story that takes you through lives that are, at the moment when you first meet them, is three main characters, Trish, Marquita, and Alexis, and each of them are going through in their own separate ways. But Trish is the one who prays for something good because she's at a moment in her life when everything she feels has gone wrong. Everything just feels bad. And she doesn't know what else to pray for. She is so much that she needs that she can't even verbalize it. All she can do is pray for something good. And the book then takes you through seeing how step by step God brings that something good into her life and not only her life, but into the lives of the other characters in the book as well. And, uh, and it's, it's really just, to me, a love letter for the reader to understand that prayer is still our number one defense against whatever we're going through. I think a lot of times people think, oh, why bother praying? But I am old enough, and I've been in this um, long enough, that I remember the people who prayed for me. And I remember how God then turned uh, my life around. A lot of times, because we have microwaves, people want these quick fixes. It's not necessarily going to be a quick fix. Sometimes you have to wait a little bit, or sometimes your answer comes in, in stages. And that's what I show in Something Good, that, you know, one day this shows up, one day something else shows up. And then Trish begins to see, wait a minute, this is God answering my prayers. This is God seeing about me. And so I believe that what we all need to do in life at certain times is to begin to notice the, the little things that, that show up and, and wonder, wait a minute, is, that, is this God, you know, answering my prayers? Because just because we don't get it all in one big package at one time, that doesn't mean that life isn't changing for you. Sometimes it just changes, like I said, in stages. And we need to learn to be grateful for, for those moments. I like the fact that you mentioned about the microwave fix. We can't always appreciate the journey if we always had a microwave fix. Because through Amen. the journey, we are maturing through that journey. And so I love the fact that you are using these elements to tell this wonderful story and showing that something good is on the horizon. It's on its way. It's a book of hope, even in the yeah. midst of what doesn't seem like hope. I know for many of us, we resonate with that. We're looking forward to that because we're in a hopefully post-pandemic world or still pandemic world and how that affects people's minds and and, you know, there's been a lot of violence, I think, because of it. People are just hopeless. And then we go, how can something good come from this, Lord Jesus? How can anything good come from a pandemic? How can anything good come right. from that? 
but you're just saying, keep waiting, keep holding on, keep praying, keep fasting, keep studying, keep believing. And guess what? Something good is on the horizon. And you may go, but the horizon, I see the horizon from over there. Yeah. You see the horizon over there. It's not near you because you got to get there. You got to get to the journey. And when you get to the horizon, guess what you see? The mountains that you climb and you wouldn't even be aware of it. There's so much that goes along with that. So much. And I'm so excited. Yes. You look back and then you're able to see the journey and, and how God brought you through. It's like, you know, it's really me trying to say, keep hoping and keep believing for that something good. You know, I know everything isn't um, wonderful right now. I know that, you know, this is a this is a bad season for a lot of us. But still, every day you wake up is another day you can you can keep believing that something good is is coming to you. And if you and if you believe it, then watch for it. And and then and then appreciate every moment you know, that something good happens. And, you know, it doesn't have to be the big thing. But if you start appreciating the little thing, you just wait and watch and see what God will do and how he'll bring the things to pass that that he has designed for your life. Something Good drops on March 8th. Make sure you pre-order your copy today, wherever books are sold. You know, this show is always about encouraging authors whom God has given the gift to write to pick up the pen and do so. Now, you mentioned a fellow author that we both know, Michelle Stimson. She was on the show some years ago, but I never forgot what she said. One of the things she said was this, you never know what's on the other side of obedience. We all know about temptations Mm -hmm. and being redeemed from temptation. But what spectacular things are waiting for us on the other side of obedience when we go ahead and use the gift that God gave us to write? Amen. I think that is absolutely a beautiful statement because that is so true. Um, You know, I was, when I first began writing, uh, my first book is Former Rain, and it next year will be 20 years since um, it first released in 2003. And I wasn't sure that this was what I was supposed to do because I felt like, wait a minute, I am, I'm saved. I love the Lord. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I I pray, I'm, I'm doing this. I read my word. I'm like, why am I writing about these characters? And so before I got saved and the thing that kept me from, from the Lord for so long was the fact that I wanted to write all of these um, bad characters. I wanted to write like Jackie Collins. Um, I read a book called Chances and I love that gangster named Gino and have never forgotten him. And so then when I started writing about this gangster named Isaac and I said, wait a minute, this is too much. Um, but of course I was able to get him redeemed. So I took the book to my pastor at that time. And I said to her, I was like, you know, I think this is what God wanted me to do, but I'm not sure because I said, I want you to um, look at it. And this Bishop Marva, she has um, recently gone home to be with the Lord, but I, I thank her every, every day for what she said to me was, she said, you know what? I don't need to read this. She said, I, I see your walk with the Lord. If you believe that God has told you to do this, then go forth. And so at that moment, I could have, you know, not been obedient because I was scared. I was scared to put the book out because I was like, 
you know, this is so, I, I was like, I don't know. But you know what? Men started reading the book because, you know, it was this gangster named Isaac. And then I would see him come to church. And I had one person come to my church, and he came to me, and he said, Vanessa, I read your book. He said, you know, it helped. And, you know, and that's what God wanted me to do. One plants, one waters. God gives the increase. And there's been so many people that have told me that after reading A Former Rain, they hadn't been to church in years. But after reading it, they were going back to church. And so if I had not put that book out there because of my fear that it was just too much, I, I just wonder about, you know, all of the people that, that would have missed, you know, the watering or the planting that God wanted from that book. And that's what it means to be obedient to the calling within you. So if God has given you the gift to write, pick up the pen and do so. Vanessa, Amen. I want to thank you so very much for being with me today. I have really enjoyed having you. I really am looking forward to when this drops because I'm going to get my copy. Again, it's called Something Good from Thomas Nelson. Again, Thomas Nelson, thank you for publishing Vanessa's book. Go ahead and order it wherever books are sold. So, Vanessa, thank you so much. Can I say one last thing? Sure. And just for um, readers to understand, the first week a book um, drops is very important. So please go out and pick the book up the first week, March 8th. Get it sometime that week. Get it on the first day. Um, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We should mention that too. The first week a book drops is the most important. It gets the most publicity. It gets the most uh, traction. So whatever you can do to help, make sure you just share it with your friends, share it on your social media platforms, buy a copy, tell other people about it because you know the power of word of mouth, lots of things. So make sure you go ahead, love on my sister today and get a copy of Something Good by Thomas Nelson Publishing which drops on March 8th. Vanessa, thank you. Thank you once again for being with us on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we were talking today to Vanessa Miller. She is the author of the book, Something Good, available from Thomas Nelson, wherever books are sold. It drops on March 8th, so make sure you go ahead, pre-order your copy, or when it drops, go ahead and buy a copy. I just want to tell you how inspired I was by Vanessa's story. If God has given you the gift to write, think about that and do what he told you to do. Thank you for joining me for this edition of The Right Stuff. I'm the Queen Parker J, and you have a wonderful, absolutely glorious, blessed day.